The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. The Nonprofit Voice is a premier radio program featuring nonprofits on Long Island every Saturday morning. For the past six years, we have learned about, been inspired by, and celebrated hundreds of nonprofits in our community. The Nonprofit Voice is produced by Marketing Works, the only full service marketing and public relations firm that works almost exclusively with nonprofit agencies. We pride ourselves on our reputation in creating strategic marketing and public relations campaigns, successful virtual, hybrid, and live events as well as powerful social media and digital campaigns. As the leaders in nonprofit marketing, no other agency understands the industry as we do, and we are committed to the success of each and every one of our clients. Marketing Works hopes you enjoy this week's featured nonprofit. Good morning. This is Ron Gold from Marketing Works. The name of the show is a nonprofit voice. And this week and for the following weeks, we are going to be talking about True Partners Network. We're going to have their members on, and they are so committed to the nonprofit agencies. That's why I felt that this would be a good show to have. Uh, True Partners was started about five years ago as a network group. And as network groups are, if you don't have a specific mission for your network group like we do, then it becomes one of the smaller type of network groups. But this was specifically a trade organization that was put together by some of the biggest agencies in nonprofit that have sponsored different nonprofit events. And we could talk about the ones that are part of it and the ones that have started it. And uh, today we have one of the founders, along with myself, who started this True Partners Network, and that was Mel Goldman. Mel, welcome to the show. Good morning, Ron. Welcome. What was it about True Partners that made you want to join it? Uh, making a difference in the communities and the people that we serve. Well, you know, this was uh, this was conceived by a few agents, a few people that that were very instrumental in this business. One of them being Hassan Maksud from Community Care Rx. Uh, they were giving um, prescription drugs to the uh, group homes. You had uh, Lamb, you had from Lamb Insurance and Adam Weiss from Atlantic Auto, Atlantic Tomorrow's Office. And then you had Grassi, David Rotkamp from, from Grassi, among others like Jim Skinner. And between all of them, these are people, whenever there was an event, whenever there was anything for any of the nonprofit agencies, one or two of us were involved. But we felt that by putting this whole group together as True Partners Network, that if any of our clients or any of our agencies that we served was having an event, we would make sure it was a profitable event. And these are some of the best sponsors there are. And that's why we formed this. And every year, once a year, we give away $10,000. We have an event, uh, a networking event at Muttontown Country Club. We invite all the agencies. And every year, one agency walks away with $10,000. QSACs won it, Federation of Organizations, Catholic Guardian this year was Mercy Haven. So no matter what size the agency is, we want to give them $10,000 to show that all the members that are part of True Partners are interested in helping them. And even though it sounds like, oh, 10,000, they have uh, 
they have needs that are, are more than that, you know what? 10,000 makes a difference to a lot of people. So let's introduce our other member here, Craig Marino, who, believe it or not, him and I met at a um, committee mem- meeting at AHRC Suffolk for a golf outing. And I said, this guy, he is amazing. I want him on the committee with me. I want him to be a member of True Partners. And we took a vote among all the, all the partners and he was in in minutes. He's perfect. Craig, tell me about your business. What, what is your business and how is it uh, tied into the nonprofits? Well, first off, Ron, thank you and good morning to you as well. And Mel, thanks for coming. So being a member of True Partners was a eye-opening experience for me and something I was, like I said, fell into our hands here meeting you, Ron. So what I liked about True Partners was the vision of all the members that their common goal was to help all the nonprofits and have that really vision to, to do that. Um, my company, Klinka, works with uh, numerous mo- nonprofits throughout the boroughs and all of Long Island, um, supplying them with janitorial supplies, paper products, break room products, chemicals, and equipment. Um, and that's pretty much the gist of what we do. So, Mel, let's talk about you. Your company, when you, you know, how did you start your company? Tell us about All Borough. Uh, All Borough, we started 24 years ago uh, in the cleaning business. And then over the last 24 years, we've grown into a full-service restoration, remediation, and construction company. And today, for the non-for-profit world, we fix, build, and maintain their properties throughout the New York metropolitan area. Well, how important is it for you to give back to uh, to the nonprofits? Ah, oh, it's very important. We love it. It's what we do. Uh, you know, it's um, it's such an emotional reward. It's not about the money. It's about you make a difference. You volunteer. You know, my team does a walkathon. We'll do a bowlathon. We'll support golf outings. We'll do the galas. It's just so much fun. And then when you see the people that you serve stand up there and they're so proud of their accomplishments in their life and you've made some kind of contribution to that, uh, it's just awesome. Well, we used to look at it at Marketing Works. Like, uh, not that it was a payback to the agency who hired us, but you know, if you're hiring us, you know, we are into your mission. I mean, we're promoting your mission. So we're putting our money into your events. And it's not, you know, like, oh, you're hiring me. I got to I gotta do this. I want to do that. And, and that's the atmosphere that we have among all our members. And I wanted to just go over the members. Hassan Maksud from Community Care. Barbara Lira from the Beacon Group. Jim Skinner from ANC Pest Management. Peter Cetera and... Paul Bambolini from Enterprise Fleet Management, Adam Weiss from Atlantic Tomorrow's Office, Mel Goldman, who's here, thank you, uh, from All Borough, Joshua Lamb from Lamb Insurance, David Rockcom from Grassi, Patty Kilwa from Hanover Bank, Andrew Cohen from the Law Offices of Andrew Cohen, Michael Newman, Standard Refrigerations, uh, Craig, who's here, and John Hardiman, from Jenny and Montgomery and Scott. And, you know, for this network group, we only have one per industry. And we, we feel that's the best way to do it. And we help each other if, uh, if we're working on an agency and, you know, like uh, 
Craig was in um, Helen Keller this week, and he said, is any, uh, any of the members working on that? And we'll look it up and see who's working on it, and that person will give Craig an entree into the agency. And that's what you need. I mean, it's, a, it's not a matter of, not any one of us can really advertise our services, but what we can do is we can get the referral. The referral is so much more than anything else because the people that are part of this network group are people that are, they own their own businesses and they're high end and they have the, um, the agency CEOs have that trust in them that if they're gonna, they're not gonna give them anyone who's not gonna be top level. And most of the, the members have agencies that are top level as well. So if you have the best, you wanna take care of the best. So Craig, talk about your business. I mean, you're not, you're not really touching on it. I wanna hear more about it. How did you get started? Yeah, so um, we're a family owned business. Started, um, involved from, originally we were a cleaning contractor and from cleaning and doing all the necessary maintenance for all these offices and buildings and nonprofits, it kind of evolved into um, getting them supplies and equipment on a timely basis and um, and a price-effective basis. So we started CleanCo back in 2006, and from then on in, we've just been growing, um, servicing any type of business and building, um, nonprofits especially, um, and helping them with the latest in terms of, as we just endured that pandemic, getting the people all the necessary disinfectants and masks and sanitizers and the right type of dispensers for their facilities was the utmost importance for me and um, delivering because it's not something when they say they need it, they need it. And um, it was our goal to get these, all our customers, um, the products, the specialty products for them in a timely manner. So from that, it's evolved then. They saw the service that we provided in the, the hardest of times. And now, um, obviously, the situation is getting a little better. It's still challenging. Um, but I think people know um, you need to deliver not only in pricing but service. And that's kind of what Cleanco does, um, providing the service um, and the knowledge to get the job done. And one of the things that I've seen with you, Craig, is that you have gotten yourself involved at the different agencies in helping them and going a step further than just taking a sponsorship at their events. I mean, you're on the committees, you're helping bring in other people to help to support them. I mean, that takes a lot. I mean, how many golf committees are you on? <laughs> Currently, we're on, I'm on servicing on three. Um, but like you said, it's, it's giving back, which means a lot to, to people, not just your time, your effort, your knowledge. Also, um, like you said, helping them with their contributions because ever, uh, these agencies are, are, it's just ever an ever going challenge right now with the state and all the cutbacks. So they rely, realize that these galas and these events and these golf outings and these walkathons, even the polar bear plunge, which I've done, which probably, that was a fun one. Good for um, you. Brought all the kids and whatnot, and and it's it's like you said that that, that feel good feeling you get by helping these agencies, not only money wise support, but the uh, your time really helps them, and uh, that's something that you take pride in. So they need the help, and we're more than willing to give it um, and get people involved. So you see those reactions, and it's it's a great feeling. 
Well, you know, one of the things that I love about our group is that it's made up of 90% of the members of our group, and we have 15 or 16 members. It's all about helping others. It's not about, I want to help Craig get into some agencies that he's not in. I want to help Mel get into agencies. And I'm not looking for anything back because, you know, eventually it, it all comes back anyway. But there are people that are out there like that, and we wouldn't want them as part of our group. It's not the way that we're made up. I mean, Mel, I've seen Mel, he's changed so much in his attitude towards helping everybody here and helping the group. He's probably gone from one of the worst to the best. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ron, for the compliment. <laughs> no, but I'm saying lately, uh, I'd say in the last couple of years, he tries to help everybody. And that's a, that's a constant. I love it. It's I mean, rubbing I, off. It's rubbing off. Yeah, it's what we do, guys. <laughs> that's what it's we what do. what we do. Yeah, so how, how does your, um, your company get involved, Mel? So we get involved in a lot of ways. Um, we'll do some projects uh, complimentary. So uh, this year we're offering um, two apartment renovations to two different types of agencies, uh, complimentary to give back and pay it forward. Um, we get involved in all the different types of events and we try to accommodate as many as we can. Uh, and I, I find that, you know, um, you know, I know that us as true partners give away $10,000 a year, but combined between all of our companies and the constant support financially and physically, it's a tremendous number that we do as a true partners team in the non-for-profit world. I was just thinking that, Ron, you know, when you say, oh, we do the $10,000 event, we do. But, I mean, I want to say last year we gave away over $200,000 between all of the agencies that's that we've donated. That's correct. It's awesome. How do you figure that, the $200,000? Uh, golf outing, foursome. Galas. Galas. That's true. Sh sure. Um, Walkathons. And we have a, we have a, one of our members who's always buying golf sponsorships, but he doesn't golf. Correct. So he gives the four, the foursomes out to the members, and we go, and it's probably better off that he he doesn't golf because he's already involved. We're not, and if we're there at their events. You know, we're buying raffle tickets, we're bidding on things, and we're yeah. making money, more money for them, and it's better for them, but it's also good for us because we get to meet the right people there. Agreed. So where is CleanCo going from here? To the top. Well, that's, we're uh, staying on top and staying with the latest goods and products um, that you can offer. A lot of people are looking for um, greener, type chemicals that are a little safer on the environment for them and their employees. So we've um, expanded on that lines because um, there are so many chemicals and you can get lost in the shuffle. But we're trying to make and, and provide companies with the safest products that um, are non-toxic and non and not harmful as well to um, their employees because that's a big issue we've seen. And how have you found, you know, because you're one of the newbies in the uh partners group how have you found being a member like i said it was a great 
great thing that happened to me to be part of this group because everyone is about giving and giving back and and we all have the same vision we're professionals we treat customers we treat each other with respect um and and you're forming all these relationships and bonds that you never had before with people that kind of are like you um like i said we're we're focused all on nonprofits, and we're helping each other out um and we're all giving back and that's that's the most important thing to me is giving back and i think what you know one of the past meetings that we've had uh i think you were one of the people who was saying that you know i'm bringing in a coo and someone else said well i don't know if that's a good idea so it's it's a matter of having the right people there we're all owners of companies that you could really play off of and get their expertise on things that they might have been really involved with in the past yep it's all those intangibles that you just said um we're all going through the same challenges employee challenges retaining our employees which is not issue which is a big issue and also like you said as busy as we are we need someone to help this business just cannot run with us and we need the right people the right infrastructure who are representing us in the right way um to make the company deliver on its promises because without that we're nothing so like for me treating the employees like family like we're treating each other here in our group like true partners like family is the most important thing because like i said without these employees we're nothing mel how has being involved with true partners really helped you and your company well, how has it helped us um well it allowed us to provide additional services that we didn't realize were available to us to provide. So for example, um, currently we're doing some work with some bulletproof glass as we discussed this morning in one of our um, events that we were all at. And I never really thought of doing bulletproof glass, but here I am faced with these kind of challenges. So my client has a need for it and we're gonna be able to provide that service. Um, so it's helped us in a lot of ways. Uh, I've never had the great reward of uh, renovating uh, a, a, a residential dwelling and converting for a quadriplegic. So talk about rewarding. You know, anybody can build a bathroom or a bedroom, but can you build a bathroom or a bedroom that can take care of and accommodate someone who has no arms and no legs? That is special. And so that's, you know... It's made a huge difference in our company and the attitude and, and, and the staff and it, just a lot of different ways, Ron. There's a lot of different ways that it is. And, and now, you know, um, for, for an opportunity that has just arised for us, we've been requested over the last year to provide a facilities repair plan. We have been working the last three months on a building inspection maintenance program that we're rolling out in two weeks. And this program is going to allow clients to retain us where we'll co we can come out and perform a full inspection of their entire property, residential or commercial, inside and outside, and write them a deficiency report and rate it just same way as the government does. And then I can provide them with the necessary cost to repair it, and they could choose to either do it in-house with their team or use us as an outsource. And another wonderful opportunity for us to help serve the community and serve ourselves as well. I've also found that, you know, once you get into one agency, you could piggyback that agency by saying, hey, we're in this one, you know, which, and they're a major agency and look at us now. 
and we could help the other members by talking about that and doing it. Have you found that? Absolutely. There, when you're in this part of the, the industry and serving the population that we serve and the people we serve, there's a very unique dynamic. And you're either a giver or a taker. And you really have to be a giver to work in the non-for-profit world. So I find that not only does True Partners partners help one another get into other agencies, but the agencies themselves, the CEOs and the CFOs, yeah, keep going. They, they're the ones that really want us to help them, so they help us as well. Mel Goldman, Craig Marino. Mel's from Allboro. Craig is from Cleanco. I'm Ryan Gold from Marketing Works. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Thank you for having me. And thank you, Ryan. The Nonprofit Voice is a premier radio program featuring nonprofits on Long Island every Saturday morning. For the past six years, we have learned about, been inspired by, and celebrated hundreds of nonprofits in our community. The Nonprofit Voice is produced by Marketing Works, the only full service marketing and public relations firm that works almost exclusively with nonprofit agencies. We pride ourselves on our reputation in creating strategic marketing and public relations campaigns, successful virtual, hybrid, and live events, as well as powerful social media and digital campaigns. As the leaders in nonprofit marketing, no other agency understands the industry as we do, and we are committed to the success of each and every one of our clients. Marketing Works hopes you enjoy this week's featured nonprofit. Good morning. This is Ron Gold from Marketing Works. And today's featured nonprofit agency is New York Foundling. And I am honored to have Maria Bidiaco, the Senior Vice President for Developmental Disabilities at New York Foundling. Good morning, Maria, and welcome to my Good show. Morning. Thank you so much, Ron. It's such an honor to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I hope I can get you as excited as I am. <laughs> and, <laughs> I know, but it's a Saturday morning and, you know, but we're all still working. So anyway, I uh, had the pleasure of meeting Melanie at um, an event. I think it was in October or November. It was uh, the DSP Awards and the DSP Awards were uh, put on by Community Care Rx and Marketing Works was, was a big part of it. And uh, I don't know if you were there with her, but it was an excellent event. And we honor every um, every year we do this and we honor one uh, DSP from each agency. And we had about 40 agencies there. So it was great. It was really great. And, you know, as, as opposed to honoring the CEO or the CFO who gets honored all the time, you know, honoring a DSP is so different because... They really and truly appreciate it. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, you know, our direct support professionals are the backbone of the work that we do at the New York Foundling. They're the heart and the soul of the organization and the agency, and they deserve to be honored every day. So I couldn't agree with you more. It's a really special event to get to uh, really tell people how much we appreciate the work that they do every day. And, and we started this uh, DSP award, you know, right after COVID. I mean, I think that that brought, not to take away from what the DSPs do, 
the direct support professionals, as you put it, but DSP is easier to say. No, I'm kidding. But, you know, sure is. <laughs> it is. But at that time, the DSPs were working. All of your uh, non-administrative people, to put it, non-executives, were there 24-7. Not to say that the executives weren't there, because they came in as well, but not the type of work that these people had to do. And in the climate that they were in, it was horrible. But they they personified, they did well. And, and that was one of the reasons we said, hey, it's about time. And we were able to bring in um, Ann Sullivan from... Um, who's the commissioner and New York State Commissioner for OMH and Kerry Neifeld, who's the um, who's also the commissioner for D OPW and, and it was great that they were there and in front of these people. But you know, that was the first time that I really got to know from Melanie about New York Foundling. And I was impressed. I didn't realize how big you were. Yeah, it's a huge agency, and really, it impacts so many people's lives every day. It's it's a fantastic place to be. Well, I think we. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You were going to say something. I was just going to say the um, the foundling annually connects with more than thirty thousand children and adults and families. So it's really, and it's in in all five boroughs in Westchester and Rockland and Orange County. So it is. It's it's an impactful place to be, which is exciting. But. In the past few years, you joined with another agency as well, right? Yes, we uh, connected and collaborated with the Thrive Network, which was located in Brooklyn. So now we have, we're able to support a lot more people with developmental disabilities in the Brooklyn area as well. It's really fantastic. Yeah, that's great. I knew Thrive a long time ago. I knew their former uh, CEOs and and. Even the uh, Daniela is a wonderful person, and she came from Thrive. So she's really fantastic. So tell me a little bit more about how New York Foundling got started. So it's I it's the the mission of the New York Foundling and how it got started um, has always really spoken to me. Um, it's one of the oldest nonprofits in New York City, which I think is just amazing. And it was founded back in 1859 by the Sisters of Charity, so over 150 years ago. Um, and really the mission was to be able to support people in the neighborhood, people who had needs. Um, you know, the Sisters of Charity have deep roots in service to others, really. They're really, um, they have a philosophy of servant leadership, right? Helping others by serving them and figuring out what their needs are. Um, and that's how they started. Uh, they started by, uh, in, in the adoption field in New York City in 1859. Um, but their goal was really to serve the community. So whatever the community needed, they wanted to provide that service. And I think that that um, vision in the beginning remains true to the mission of New York Foundling today. So, uh, And we've been innovating around that mission for the past 150 years. So if there's a need in the community, the New York Foundling wants to find a way to meet that need. And so, you know, that's we have five lines of service that we really work in. Uh, child welfare, which are things like foster care and child prevention. We do a lot of health and behavioral health, particularly for children um, that have been touched by the child welfare system. But we also do a lot of school-based mental health programs. Um, we do a lot of education, um, early head start, tutoring. Um, we also have a charter school in the Bronx. 
we work in juvenile justice, so we look for lots of alternatives to incarceration and ways to do mentoring for adolescents. And we support adults with developmental disabilities. We want to make them um, have as many options and live as independently as possible. But all of those service lines really came from the Sisters of Charity 150 years ago saying, what is our community need and how can we meet that need? And us continuing to try and think about ways to expand that, be nimble and be responsive to community needs. What about uh, mental health? I, I was under the impression that uh, New York Foundling was very involved with recently with children's mental health. Is that true? Yeah, it's definitely true. Um, we have a lot of school-based mental health programs where we're trying to co-locate mental health services right in the schools so that kids can get access to the care that they need and the mental health services they need right in their school setting. Um, and that does a lot of things because it, what it does is it it gives teachers and administrators access to services and resources they need, and it and it sort of takes away the stigma for kids if it's right there in the school. Um, they don't have to worry about, you know, going outside or seeing somebody outside of the school, and it makes the resources really easy for parents. Well, how did you end up at um, New York Foundling? Uh, what brought you brought you there? And your background seemed to be more developmental disabilities. Yeah, um, and you know, it's really I've been working with people with disabilities for I can't believe almost twenty five years. <laughs> You know, starting as a DSP myself and, and working in lots of different roles, you know, as a residence manager, as a job coach. Um, and then I got to work actually in three different states in policy positions. Um, I worked in Massachusetts, in Minnesota, um, and then here in New York at the Office for People with Developmental Disabilities. Um, and it was through there I made a contact um, uh, with somebody who also worked at OPWDD, who then moved to the Foundling. Um, and when she talked to me about the mission of the Foundling, um, what it's all about, how they wanted to support people, and, um, and I wanted to be part of it. And so <laughs> that's how I ended up at the Foundling working. Was that Jill Gentile? OPWDD. Oh, I'm sorry. Was it Jill? Gentile? It was Jill, yeah. Gee, I don't know that. <laughs> She's wonderful. I used to work with her a she lot really through my other wonderful. agencies that I represented. But anyway, yeah, she's great. So now that you're here, what is your plans for the uh, for that part of your, uh, you know, that your work that yeah. you're doing that you're providing? What are you? you what know, are your I plans think... with developmental disabilities? I, you know, I think at the heart of it, the real goal is just to make sure that the people that we're supporting have every opportunity that's available to them and that they're living lives of dignity and distinction every single day, that they get to make choices about what their life looks like, where they live, where they work, who they're interacting with, that they get to have the opportunity to make friends and be part of their community. And so our goal and my goal is really just to do everything possible to make that happen for people, um, whether that's partnering with OPWDD for new programs, whether that's looking for opportunities for supportive housing for people, because I know many people really want to live in their own place. That's a major goal for people. Um, we're really trying to expand our employment services so that people have the opportunity to work, to earn their own money, and to be part of something. Um, 
So really just focusing on how can we make sure that we are a person-centered organization and that the people that we're here to support are at the center of everything we do and driving decisions about their life. Well, supportive housing is something new to the agency, right? Yeah, it's something that we're really um, that we're really just branching into, but we're really excited about it. And because a lot of agencies do a lot of supportive housing. Now, are do you have a lot of houses being built, at, or is this something that you're taking over? Well, um, in terms of supportive housing, we really just completed our first venture. Just started in back in. Um, I think it was in June of 2022, um, we partnered with a, a new housing initiative in Brooklyn called Vital Brookdale, oh, where um, they were creating, yeah, I, it's really phenomenal. And we created, heard about partnered that. with the developers there. Yeah, it's it's really something to see. It's a beautiful um, housing complex for affordable, and there are 60 affordable housing units within Vital Brookdale. And we were able to partner with them so that 26 of those 60 affordable housing units were for adults with developmental disabilities moving into their own apartments for the first time in their lives. That's amazing. Really, really exciting. Who is the yeah. developer? The developer, the developer is um, Henzi Smith, I believe. Okay. Great. No, I think it's wonderful. I mean, that, that these houses right now are being built and a portion of them are being given to or being allowed to be used by the uh, people with developmental disabilities. I'm seeing it all over the place now. So congratulations on it. And how does that tie in uh, with what you're doing? Well, what we're really doing is we did a couple of things. It's exciting because we got to partner with the developers to make sure that those apartment units were really um, built with universal design concepts in mind so that they were accessible. And, you know, they're long-term apartments for people. And now what we get to do um, now that the people we support have been moved into those apartments is we get to figure out how to support them to live their best life there, right? So um, we have staff checking in with them on a regular basis. Um, we have, we're providing community habilitation services to those people. So they're still getting support to learn about budgeting, to learn about, um, you know, utilizing networks in the community. Um, and we've actually been able to partner with the developers. So we've built an office right in the building. So there's staff available to those people with dis developmental disabilities any time of day or night if they need something. Um, and we're, we're working to uh, open a day habilitation program in the same building so that oh, that's um, great. be able to, yeah, maybe even connect more people in the community with, with Vital Brookdale, but also support the people that are living in the apartment building. So there's no doubt that New York Foundling is really expanding. I'm looking at all these programs that you have, and you started off just by being, I thought, foster care. And adoption, and yeah. now, now look at you. Must be that uh, president and CEO, Melanie Hartzog. She's who has pretty the, phenomenal. I have to she say, she is so. phenomenal. I was very impressed that day when I first met her. So let's talk further as far as what do you see in the future now with New York Foundling? I really think that there, uh, you know, there are no limits. Um, to what we can do um, with, with the people we're supporting and in the community. Um, we're really excited because we're really trying to expand our employment supports. I think this is something that is so important. You know, the Bureau of Labor Statistics released new information last year that says that the employment rate for 
unemployment rate for people with disabilities is twice as high as the rate for people without disabilities. Um, and, and they're the best the workers, work. you know. Right. They are. They get up in the morning and they can't wait to get to work and they don't want to leave. And what they do is so important to them. This is the biggest thing in their lives. Boy, are these these employers are really missing something if they don't hire them. I'm a big fan. I do as you not can tell. agree with you more. <laughs> I've worked with a bunch of agencies in the same thing that they want to get people hired. That's so important. And you know what? When you talked about it during certain periods when people couldn't afford uh, to hire anyone, these were the right people to get. Absolutely. You know, I think people with disabilities just want, they want a chance. They want a chance to make a difference, to be part of something and to be independent. And they're willing to work really hard. So um, figuring out ways to support them to achieve that is really important. Well, don't we say they, they don't have disabilities, they have the abilities. And that's what's important, right? Absolutely. And, you know, I, job development, job customization are things that happen all the time for everybody, right? If you need an accommodation, if you need to change something, people work with their supervisors. So that's really all that's required in some cases for people to work. It's just having a supervisor with an open mind that can say, let me know what your strengths and your skills are and let's work toward to that. Well, do you have a staff of people going out and helping them find jobs? Do you get in touch with uh, employers like Home Depot and Lowe's and and places like that? Yeah, absolutely. We have um, a whole employment team um, uh, working on building connections with employers. Um, We actually are just partnering with Walgreens to um, create a training program for their management team so that uh, their staff learns. How do you, how can you best work with somebody with a developmental disability? What do you need to know and what do they need to know about you? And um, that's been a really great opportunity to educate employers so that they can be good partners too. Well, I, I just think this is great. So I'm looking at all these new areas that you have. Was it too much at one time to take on? You know, not you personally, I'm saying like with mental health and and developmental disabilities and all the work you're doing with supportive housing. It's just a lot, you know, (laughs) really is. It is a lot. And, you know, we're we're busy every day, but I think we're thrilled to be so busy doing this work. Um, And I think, uh, you know, we're really fortunate that we have a ton of really fantastic staff at the Foundling. Um, who are really dedicated to the mission and really dedicated to make things happen. And as you said, we've had, we have phenomenal leadership. We have had historically phenomenal leadership and we have, we continue to have phenomenal leadership, um, who are guiding us and who are being really strategic and thoughtful about the choices. And we're all really committed to that mission that the Sisters of Charity set up for us 150 years ago, you know, to be responsive to the community and to support what their needs are. How many people are working at New York Foundling? We have a little over 2,000 employees at the Foundling. And where is the location? Where's the main location? The main office is in um, New York City on 6th Avenue in Chelsea. Um, yeah, but we have offices all over the city, in Brooklyn, Harlem, the Bronx, um, and Rockland County as well. So we are spread out everywhere. Now, where what's next? 
I mean, I, I asked you that before. I'm just so excited about what everything that you do. And I think, as I said, you have a great CEO, and I love working with Daniela. And I love Grayson and Kat were very, very instrumental in, in helping put this together between her and I and, uh, you know, getting the show on because I found that, you know, not too many people are aware of all the great things that New York Foundling does. You haven't really promoted yourself as well as you should be, you know, that people would know you. Tell me how you were during COVID. COVID was a really, I think, a difficult, obviously difficult time for everybody, you know, and um, the New York Foundling was no exception to that. Um, I think what we did really well was we got together and thought about solutions. How can we find solutions? How can we make sure that, you know, our direct support professionals, our DSPs have access to the PPE that we need? How can we make sure that, you know, people that are living in group settings are as protected and as safe as they possibly can be, but also have enough staff coming in to meet their needs? Um, so we did a lot of regrouping, a lot of brainstorming. Um, we had staff out driving all over the tri-state area trying to get PPE. We worked contracts, um, and we really just tried to um, stay together, not physically together, but, you know, emotionally together and be as supportive as possible through the process. So you really are in charge of developmental disabilities, right? Because it's yes. a senior, is there someone who is um, in charge of mental health, in charge of, uh, is that the way you've regrouped? Yes, we're really um, lucky to have some fantastic leadership at the founding. So we have um, a senior vice president for um, our mental health services and for our uh, senior vice president for our health services. We have a whole bunch of people supporting our child welfare and behavioral health. Um, and so each, you know, each program area has expertise uh, available to be able to guide the programs. So, Maria, before we uh, close, is there a phone number or a website that we can get to if we want to reach you or we want to reach New York Foundling? The best way is to go to the the foundling.org website because that will give you specific information about all of our different program areas and the contact information for how to contact each one. Well, that's great. Maria Bediaco, Senior Vice President Development. Disabilities in New York Foundling. This is Ron Gold from Marketing Works. Thank you so much for being part of the show today. Thank you so much. It was such an honor to talk to you. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.